Right, well, hello, 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 hello. What's up, family? Charles and Maria. just keeping it real. We have a special guest we're excited about today. Yes, yes. You want to talk about? Yes, and I just want to share with our JCAR family how grateful I am for our special guest today, Miss LaShawn. She yes. is um, actually a very great inspiration for me, and um, I'm honored to be in the presence. And I want I'll take her family to be able to hear what I'm hearing and share what she has shared with us. Mm -hmm. And um, without further ado, I would like to see if my husband can actually give you a taste of her bio. All right. This is Sean. We thank you for joining us. We're excited about it. So we want to just tell you a little bit about it. Uh, LaShawn Garrett Fears is a mother of six adult children and the wife of to the most beautiful man in the world. Uh, she believes that in individual healing and wholeness is the how we begin to change everything. So as a personal development uh, coach, she has helped many to identify what is most important, what's getting in the way, and how to eliminate the challenge and the steps to get moving toward becoming the change that they wish to see in the world. In addition to 18 plus years as a licensed mental health therapist, LaShawn is a certified NLP master practitioner. She's also a certified master life success coach, certified master hypnotherapist, and certified time techniques practitioner, which all add massive value, expertise, and perspective to the coaching process. She currently works in the educational system and operates her own private practice. And I would ask you, Mrs. Sean, to share the name of that practice. The name of it is Inner Works Consulting, Empowerment, and Coaching. It's about doing that inner work. Thank you, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Continuing on, LaShawn is a student of lessons learned, mastering her own inner work, and celebrating every success. She says with ultimate conviction that she is grateful to God for how every experience of her past has created the opportunity for her to evolve into the person that she is today. And with her credentials, I'm gonna continue. Again, that's a Master's of Arts, the LMHC area, Certified NLP Master Practitioner, Certified Master Life Success Coach, Certified Master Hypnotherapist, that is through the International Hypnosis Association, and a Certified Time Techniques Practitioner. Yes. That yes. deserves an applause. Paula, <laughs> 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 yes. too much. Thank you for the welcome. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for and being here. Totally we are totally sincere about how we feel about Mrs. Sean. Oh, I yes. think she's right. a phenomenal example to helping people deal with struggles and challenges just based on her background. I, I gotta say very patient too. Very patient. <laughs> very patient. Yes. yes uh, First, I'd, I'd like for you to share with the audience, give us a little bit of um, background of why have you chosen to be in this field of study? For as long as I can remember, I've been interested in behavior. Um, behavior, what behavior is and what it means. 
And as I've grown, I became more and more interested in my own behavior, why I do what I do. What, what does that mean? And, and how can I change it so that I can have the outcomes that I desire consistently? And so that has what has also kept me in the field, kept me growing and learning about the field of study that I choose. Because um, what I believe is that, what I know to be true, is that thoughts um, control perceptions, how we perceive things around us in the world. And our perceptions then dictate our behavior, how we show up in the world. And if we can learn to master our thoughts, master what is going in and out in different ways, our thoughts, then we can change our outcomes for the better and consistently and which is in line with the scripture that says as a man thinketh, so is he right. because of what is happening in here shows up in our lives yeah. and so yeah. I, I work with people to teach them how to how to do it different or how to do it better mm -hmm. right okay mm -hmm. i like that better mm -hmm. and then um for the people that you may encounter um have you had to be able to, um, I guess, manipulate the situations that you're in based on a person's reaction? And how do you think that people should react to that? Because most of the time we react, you know, to circumstances instead of, you know, focusing on what the situation may appear. How, how, how do you perceive the uh, reactions of today's people to how how they're reacting now how do you perceive that that sure and i think there are multi uh, lots of layers to what you ask there's, there's so many layers um because my perception of, of other people's behavior right is based on my stuff right it's really not based on the truth of their behavior right. and so one thing that i always try to do is remember um if someone is acting in a particular way that their behavior is about them, it is in no way about me. Mm -hmm. People's mm -hmm. behavior is about them. Mm -hmm. And so when, when I can separate myself from how people behave, that, that, that gives me my power back. And I can then mm -hmm. make a rational choice, a rational uh, decision. I can speak um, from a place of truth and honesty for me and not be dictated by the, uh, the ebb and flow of what is happening all over the place um because there's a lot happening in the world guys and, and you all know that you know yes. there is so much happening and, and the way people act out has to do with how they're managing their stress has to do with how they're managing anxiety it has to do a huge amount about how they're managing the unknown mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and we like to be in control of stuff mm -hmm. you know um from, from little things like whether or not we cover our faces <laughs> with mm -hmm. a mask, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When so much else is going on around us, sometimes people are protesting about wearing a mask because that's the one thing that they can control. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. one thing they're taking a stand and, and, and to someone it may seem, well, that's trivial, just wear your mask. Yeah, I get it, really, mm -hmm. I wear mine. Mm -hmm. um, but the larger picture is their world might feel so out of control. This is one thing that I still have a grasp on that I can control. And so they dig their heels in on it. And if I'm able to say, you know, their behavior is about them and there might be more than one reason why, to, you know, to something, what more than one reason why someone's behaving a certain way, mm -hmm. I empower myself to step back and not be pulled into being emotional. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes mm -hmm. just to see it for what it is or absolutely see it for nothing at all and leave it alone. Right, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, yes. Now, um, you mentioned about, um, and you're most likely seeing higher stress levels nowadays and higher, I guess, demonstrations of anxiety. Um, how would a person, let's say, if I've never dealt with stress and anxieties and now I'm dealing with that, what are some of the signs that, that are more visible that a person should look for? know that they are under high levels of stress or anxiety. I think, you know, people, uh, if they're honest with themselves, know themselves better than anybody else possibly could. So I think if they notice some differences in their behavior and how they're interacting with other people and how they're sleeping and how they're eating, whether that's too much, too little, um, how they're, perhaps how their daily routines have changed, the parts that they could control. Whether they were exercising, then they stopped. But just how, what differences are happening in their lives? And to take a look at that and ask, what is that about? Because it could be related to just the fact that there are a lot of overwhelming things happening in the world. Overwhelming mm -hmm. things are going to always happen. They're always going to be around us. It's how we choose to manage those things and manage ourselves within those things that makes a difference for our health, mm -hmm. our stress level, our mental health, our physical health. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the reason even me asking that question, I, uh, years ago, uh, our, our uh, second child was born and with a medical condition. And just like with that, that took us to a stressful level. We didn't realize the level of stress wow. until we went on a little short vacation. And we were just like, I mean, just down the road, really, you know, uh, just to get away. But we realized, we're like, wow, we didn't realize we were under so much stress. So mm -hmm. I'm saying sometimes people are in it, but they can't see it. Mm, and you sure. have to maybe like to a degree step Definitely. away or do something to see, to realize that. Okay, mm -hmm. And that's why I, I want to ask that question. Yeah, great question. Yes, yes. So um, with the culture that we're dealing with now and a lot of people are exhibiting a lot of their, their anxiety sure, and their sure, stress levels sure. um, mm -hmm. and really not sure how to, to manage through them. If we happen to see, I mean, if you happen to deal to deal with a family member or mm -hmm. a, a close uh, friend or someone that's exhibiting some type of behavior, um, some people are, and in this day and culture, they're afraid to call um, for help um, mm -hmm. for, to, to, for the fear of the help may hurt my loved one and not sure. understand what is your suggestion of how that can be handled? You know, you mentioned that I think some, one of the things that, or a few of the things that get in the way of people accessing mental health, whether it's for themselves or a family member, one, I think that the hugest thing is stigma around mental health. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that crosses races, socioeconomic levels. It doesn't matter. I think there is a stigma around mental health. And that has to do with the fact that a lot of people don't understand um, what mental health is and what it is not. Uh, mental health is not mental illness. It's mm -hmm. keeping yourself healthy mentally. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then uh, the other thing, the other barrier could be just not having access. And so if those things are resolved and someone is interested in seeking help for a loved one, I think the first thing to do is listen to them. Mm -hmm. Listen to them to make sure that we understand what the need or concern is and not necessarily that we're making an assumption based on our judgment and applying our judgment to them and calling it a problem. But mm -hmm. actually talking to that loved one, asking them questions, asking if they're okay, asking them what we can do to help. Mm -hmm. And then at moving forward, if they're willing to receive help, 
then offering to go to a doctor with them, whether, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist. It could be their regular family doctor. It could be a family practitioner, someone that could assist them with some of the things that they might be feeling to determine what it is really and, and even what it's not. Um, to offer to go to the doctor with them um, in, a, in an effort to support them. And if they are not willing to do anything different, to leave them alone, to be willing to love them enough to not judge them, not tell them what they need to do, not tell them, oh, this is the problem. I know what your problem is. <laughs> but just let them know that you're there, you love them and support them and leave them alone. However, if it is a situation where they are a danger to themselves or someone else, then you seek assistance. You call 911 and you get them help. Because all day, every day, I'd rather have a loved one angry with me than not here anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So if they're in if they're in danger, you call help for help to get them help. And you deal with the backlash of them perhaps being angry later on. Mm -hmm. Because at least they can get some intervention and get some help. Right. And then um you you advise probably to inform them of the background of the person so there won't be any misconception about what's going on with the person when that help gets there? And you know what, that, that is an interesting point that you make because there are times that, um, and, and um, with all that's happening in the world, some people might be afraid to call um, the police authorities if someone has a mental health illness that they know about mm -hmm. uh, and they might act out or they may act in a way that uh, it's misunderstood. They may be afraid to call authorities because they don't want to see their loved one harmed. Mm -hmm. right. but I think if that were the case, that when that 911 call is made, I think it's massively important to give that 911 caller all the background information that can be provided on that person to mm -hmm. say what their behaviors might be, to say what it might look like. They might scream, they might yell, they might, you know, raise their arms and act really wild. It's important to say that they don't have any weapons. It's important to say uh, that this is a history. They've been in treatment for this so that when whoever shows up, they um, have all the background that is necessary to know this person isn't as much of a threat as they may seem to be with their behaviors at the time. Mm -hmm. Because those, those folks who work in law enforcement, they want to be safe too. Mm -hmm. And if I were out in the street and someone came to me waving their arms and screaming and yelling and charging to me, I would be intimidated as well. So I really right. get that. Right. Mm -hmm. I really get that. And that's why it's important that if you have a loved one who is suffering from some serious mentally, mental illness and you're aware of it and help has to be called to give that person answering the phone as much information as possible so there are no gaps. So there, there are no questions about the who, what, when, or where so that whoever shows up is very aware of the history and can help them rather than harm. Mm -hmm. You mentioned something, uh, the word stigma came up a while back earlier, um, and it, it led me to think about the African-American you know, community in particular. And I think we, uh, at least in my opinion, uh, I feel that we've been heavily stigmatized concerning mental health and getting help, uh, help you know, in that area. And because I guess with that, I've seen it coming up, you know, myself, and a lot of times when you mention that, um, the church comes up, Bible comes up a lot of times. And I'm just yeah. wondering, have you seen that or can you address anything on that uh, from your experience? 
um, where religion and mental health and how that sometimes people conflict the two yes. in that way. Mm -hmm. yes. um, I think that there are resources available to us that is granted by God-given wisdom mm -hmm. um, and, and those resources are available. Okay. And the wisdom, the wisdom is there to assist us. Now, I also think that not everybody is for everyone. Not so, every practitioner, not every doctor, uh -huh. not everyone. And so we have the sense and the knowing to know if something doesn't fit for us to listen. And we, if we choose to listen to it and move on to, some, to someone or something better. Mm -hmm. um, but just like you know, uh, if you have something physically happening in your body that is not well and you choose to visit the doctor, anyone's mm -hmm. going to be a proponent well if you don't feel well if something's happening in your body um go to the doctor there's no different uh there's no difference between seeing someone if you know that there is something going on with you emotionally mm -hmm. um or if you go to the doctor and they say that there is nothing going on with you physiology there's nothing medically happening with you that's wrong that's creating an issue then it might be something to do with stress. It might be something to do with something that's with the mind that someone who practices in that specifically can help with. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. When we talk about children dealing with this new norm and how they've had to adapt, and some of them haven't been very receptive. <laughs> Um, that includes uh, parents as far as, you know, the children. I, I have a friend that I, I talked to and um, she had told me, she said, I didn't sign up for this, you know, when, with right. the situation with school. She said, I, I, I got pregnant, I gave birth, I raised them as tater tots and I put them in daycare and then it's time to go to school. So now, you know, so I can have some you know, time I'm going to work and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now that whole that that whole view is different. Yes, and uh, people are not easily dealing with it. Mm -hmm. What what can you see through how uh, we can look at this and be able to um, to deal with it? Even for myself and uh, um, working from home and not being able to get out as much as we have we've had to cancel a lot of plans sure, right. and things like that mm -hmm. um and then i've even see how sometimes um i have we have a grandson how they kind of he act out a little bit sure. because mm -hmm. the structure and things like that is totally different how how, yes. how do you uh, view that type of situation it is tough like you said you know it's really tough across the board. It's tough for the parents, it's tough for the children, it's probably for the employers, it's tough you know, for teachers, or it's tough, tough for everyone across the board. And of course, everyone is gonna deal with that differently and it's gonna look differently with how people, how, and how people do, deal with it. And I think one of the things going through this that for me um, has been um, helpful is to just reframe it uh, like, you know, one of the, the things that has helped me along the way that I then apply in my coaching with my clients is my own personal life. It's been, like you mentioned in my intro, it's been the greatest teacher um, I could ever have. The experiences that God allowed me to go through, even if they weren't very good at the time, it didn't feel really good. Mm -hmm. 
You know, even when I made a choice and I fell and I got up and I made it again and I fell and I got up and I fell and I rolled around a little bit and eventually <laughs> it got back oh, yes. up again. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the point is I got up because I decided to see the getting up over seeing the falling. Wow. And even though the situation is really, really tough, what is it that we can see as the getting up in this situation? Because mm -hmm. eventually we're going to be out of this. Eventually um, we'll be able to be less, less restrictive in all that we do in our lives. And what will we be? How will we be? How we, will we be better on the back end of this? Exactly. Those are the things right. that I try to focus on mm -hmm. because it's going to be what it is. And right. so if every day I get up and I think about, I'm going to go on vacation to the other side of my house, or I'm going to go sit in a room and, mm -hmm. and do this work on over a Zoom call, let's say, this, this can be distressing and they can be uh, stressful and they can even be depressing. And so what can I focus on so that when I come through this, I can be a better version of who I am and I can take those lessons and do something that really impacts the world? Because we all need to contribute something more positively to the world as a mm -hmm. whole. Because yeah. that's how we're going to heal, like I say, you know. Um, but it's, it's just making a decision to look at this in a way that grows me instead mm -hmm. of okay. stunts me. Right. Exactly. All right. And then let's bring that word of resilience. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, like that word, I can tell. It's not that easy to bounce back, right. especially, sure. you know, um, in, in the situation we're in now. So um, yes. in yes. what I've seen, people can become non-resilient and they, they want to buck against something that they can't change. You know, you can't That's change right. that the pandemic is here. You can't change right. that right. We, we have to wear the mask. But, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. as you say, if we work through it, we have to become more resilient to be able to bounce back from the situations that we're in, to be able That's to right. move in. Mm -hmm. That's right. Like three R's. Uh, three R's. They are relationships. Mm -hmm. They are routine and mm -hmm. resilient. Yeah. Um, okay. and, um, and it's kind of what I said in a nutshell, but you brought it right back home when you brought up that resilience. Yeah. Uh, relationships, you know, making sure that there are positive people around us, not yeah. just people that have right. any bodies, exactly. but to make sure mm -hmm. that we really foster positive relationships that are going to pour something into us and that allow us to pour something positive um, outward, you know, surrounding yourself with negativity and pessimism that really doesn't do anything to help. You can love people from a distance if mm -hmm. they're really not adding any value to your life. And the second thing is routine. Getting in a routine of doing something that makes you feel what great, whether it's prayer, meditation, exercise, mm -hmm. yoga, whatever, playing outside with your children, whatever it is that you can develop as a routine, that this is something that I do every day. It uplifts you and it encourages you and it really gets the focus off maybe everything else that is going around. And then that mm -hmm. resilience that you talked about, that bouncing back, um, that ability to to see it as something different, to do something different, because truly the way we perceive the world is what is our truth. Exactly. Our mm -hmm. truth becomes the way we perceive it. And mm -hmm. so in order to make sure that we are, all of those things to make sure that we are creating the world uh, that we want to be a part of by controlling those things that we can control and focusing less and less on the things that we can't control anyway. 
absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It's a great, refreshing moment to be able to discuss things like this, mm -hmm. you know, and um, from a positive, you know, perspective. A, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 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 A, lot, a lot of things are so negative, mm -hmm. you know, um, and if we look, and that could be caused by your perception, like you say, you know. Absolutely. So it's, it's refreshing to be able to discuss it more in a positive way to, to redirect the negative into a positive. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you ever, perception is so powerful uh, in the power of our thinking and our minds. Have you ever had a moment where you left the house and you dropped your coffee as soon as you got in the car and then somebody cut you off and you say, oh, this is going to be a rough day. <laughs> it's a rough day. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Got us to, to the program. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we watched the program. I'm sorry, John, you, you really, what you said sparked off something for me. It was a, a positive movie that we watched and they showed that same scenario happen oh, wow. and the person say a rough day and that's what it ended up being yeah. so when you yeah. say that that just kind of brought us back to that yes. yeah. Yeah. So, and, and one thing that because that that stuff does happen and my point isn't that it's, it's not that it's not going to happen but when it does happen to pause and say you know what maybe there's a reason i need to slow down so let me slow down a little bit because mm -hmm. maybe that's just what I need to do today. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of going yeah. negative, because yeah. it's so much easier to go negative. It really oh, yeah. is. Right. Right. You know what? Mm -hmm. Just it's so much easier to fall in line with some of the things that we see about around us. Uh, and as soon as I say that, I go, no, I think it really is much easier to be positive, honestly. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It, mm -hmm. it, I think it really takes less energy just to not um, fall into the routine of what you see around mm -hmm. us, but just to just pause and just be willing to be okay. Sure, sure, yeah. right, yes. okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I think what would be helpful is we, the audience have some idea of any type of resources. We'll put this up at the end of our podcast so okay. people can okay. have it as well. Um, it, I, I have to put a, a point into Mrs. Um, Sean's practice. Mm -hmm. You know, for her availability, check out her availability. We will make sure that we'll put that information up there. But what, mm -hmm. what type of resources do you uh, recommend or are you familiar with? I think the most inclusive um, resource that I can provide for your family that is listening, for all of your listeners, it would be 211. And the website for that is a telephone number, 211, but it's also a, a website, 211.org and it's all inclusive and so if someone is uh, concerned about mental health and they need to find a provider in their area um 211 is in all 50 states it's in district of columbia and puerto rico so it's not uh, me giving the resources that a resource rather that may be specific to where i am but this is mm -hmm. something nationwide they can call right, one right, number yeah. and ask for a resource in mental health connect me with a counselor in a specific area and they'll be able to receive telephone numbers to uh the, whatever their request is and sometimes even be connected the mm -hmm. other thing about 211 is that if someone needs housing assistance if they need food assistance if they need uh physical health assistance if it's uh for uh infant or if it's for geriatric you know what i mean all sorts of resources are available when they call that line they just simply have to be willing to call the number 
say, this is what I need and um, get those resources for that person. And okay. to be concerned about whether or not they have the money or the insurance to, to meet their physical or mental health needs, there are low cost or no cost resources available, but they have to take a step and call to figure out what they are. Mm -hmm. Don't let money be a factor that stops you from getting the services that you need. Right. Awesome. Okay. Sounds like a really powerful resource. And for mm -hmm. those that are not familiar with it, please do right. be aware of that type of resource. Mm -hmm. Name the different areas it's so that. Simple. Yes. 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 Absolutely. I just mentioned that I think after previous conversation just the other day, I mentioned that resource. Yeah. yeah. So yes. thank you for the resource. Thank you. So in conclusion, Well, I think that one of the things that I want to just leave us all with is a reminder that even though sometimes we fall into the thought that or society um, has convinced us that we are super people, super women and super men, you know, because we are, whether we are in a single parent or whether we are uh, in, in a marriage and we're balancing yeah. children and work and we're bound in homes, we're balancing all of these things. Sometimes we can get the perception ourselves that we are superhuman. Yeah. And the problem right. is that sometimes when we get in that routine and things begin to break, break down, right. we don't want to ask for help because it's mm -hmm. seen as mm -hmm. we believe it will be perceived as a weakness. Sure. And I believe that, and I just want to share with your listeners that the most powerful thing that you can do for yourself and your family is take care of yourself. Yes. Because in all mm -hmm. of your perceived superhumanness, if you are no good to yourself, you really are of no good to anyone else. Absolutely. It's so important yeah, to take care of yourself, uh -huh. to make sure that you're healthy, that you're strong, that um, you have positive people around you, that you have some routines that are going to keep you physically and mentally health healthy, and that you uh, make a decision when you're ready. You know, I'm not telling people what to do, right? Sure. And I'm not saying going around. <laughs> I'm not saying going around think and think positively and and put blinders on so you don't see what's happening in the world. What I'm right. saying is see what's happening in the world because we're living in the world. But it does not have to get under your skin and become a part of who you are. You can choose to say, you know what? I see that this is happening. Mm -hmm. What is it that I can contribute to make this place a better place to live, a better world for my children? Mm -hmm. What can I contribute? And if I don't know what it is that I can contribute, I can choose not to contribute anything that's going to be negative or damning. Yeah. That I can control. Right. Exactly. If I don't have right. anything positive that I can think of to give, at least I can make the choice not to give anything negative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's great. I, I'm that taking nice. that for myself <laughs> because I do sometimes yeah. feel like I'm super. <laughs> yeah. And I just oh, keep going and going yeah. and going. Yeah. like a little rabbit that don't stop. And, <laughs> and you don't listen when I tell you to slow down. I stop. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charged. But, but I would like yeah. to leave our listeners with something that I read about Ms. LaShawn, and she's just it's such a phenomenal uh, inspiration to me. So I, I, she's not getting away from me. She's going to be part of our Her specialty is eliminating negative emotions, identifying limiting beliefs, mm -hmm. and resolving internal conflict so that they can be their goal hmm. yeah if you just resonate on that 
that can help you understand that we all should be able to live that way. And knowing that we have somebody out here that can um, put you in that travel line, like Ms. Mm-hmm. LaShawn, is, is, is such a positive uh, of experience for all of us. So yes. again, I am so grateful. Thank you. Uh, yes. And her expertise, her knowledge, and everything is so much needed out here yes. uh, in this world. And we are totally mm-hmm. grateful that she's been chosen to be the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, thank you for, uh, yeah, you know, just joining forces with, with our our team, you know, just keeping it real, Charles yes. Melendi. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You've shared your resources. You've shared nuggets for us and points that we can also take and live on as well. You yes. know, we definitely yes. appreciate it. We will definitely so, have her on again to, to help us through some other situations in life or just talk mm-hmm. about things that maybe that come up. If you got any suggestions, listeners, um, some things, some questions you may have for Ms. LaShawn, we will pro- provide a contact for you to reach out to Ms. LaShawn. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always, you know, reach out to us if there's something in particular you'd like for Ms. LaShawn to discuss, um, as well as ourselves. Sure. So um, please keep in touch with us and we appreciate you all time and space with us today. I truly appreciate it. Yes, and um, <laughs> it is not till next time, it'll be tomorrow, the day after, that we will be uh, in touch with you guys soon. Well, okay, quite work. Thank you so much, right. Mr. Sean. Peace and blessings to you, Mr. Sean, and everybody else. Jake, her audience, peace and blessings. We love you, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Bye.